Yo, welcome back. This is Black Sports 980. Me host Laws. We in the building. Uh, we short staffed today, but we gonna rock anyway. It is me, uh, Jeff, Aaron. We talking a whole bunch of stuff. Canelo, Khan, uh, the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, the uh, Washington Nationals giving out that bread, the Strasburg. Um, just a whole bunch of stuff. But uh, for starters, um, they, uh, Ferguson got a new police chief out here now. Uh, his name is Delrish Moss, and uh, he's the first African-American police chief in Ferguson. So, you know, uh, last year they had the the, uh, the riots in Ferguson and a whole bunch of stuff was going on in Ferguson. And so, I, I mean, I guess this is a changing of the guard um, by by this hire. Do y'all, is this uh, is this progress right here? I feel like there's no way to know without knowing the individual. Sometimes, to me, this is a mask for business as usual because they can just point to say, hey, the police chief's black, it's no way. You can say, you know, X, Y, and Z is going on. So I don't know him personally or anything about him, really. So I couldn't tell you just off the fact that they're hiring a black um, police chief. Yeah, I, I, I kind of echo them to echo those sentiments to a degree um, uh, from the standpoint that, you know, for, first of all, we have to give it time just to see how it plays out. I mean, it's, it sounds good on the surface, um, but but as Aaron mentioned, I, I don't know a lot about his, his background. Maybe you, you do, Harold, uh, as far as whether he was, you know, kind of already in the uh, department or uh, he got like a promotion. Like, did he come from a neighboring city or, or what the particulars are? Like, what's his background to kind of know his credentials and maybe what he can uh, potentially do? Um, but I mean, I, I guess it seems to be the step in the right direction, but we just have to let it out. As far as his resume is concerned, I mean, the dude got a got a pretty pretty solid resume. I mean, he was a public information officer, homicide investigator, senior executive assistant to the police chief, um, you know, a commander, community relations section, and public information officer. So, I mean, to me, it sounds like he's a guy that's trying to, you know, I guess, build back the relationship between the people in Ferguson and, and the police, um, you know, I guess to get some semblance of uh, control, um, you know, and order. And so, I mean, I think the hire makes sense. I like I'm with y'all. I personally don't know the dude, so it you know it could be the uh, the wolf in sheep's clothing, jump or you know, mm-hmm. or the uh, you know the uh, hands behind the back, jump and then. You, you know, switch a rule, you know, in business as usual, but you just got a, a black face, so it kind of takes away the, the, you know, you can say, oh, it's racist, you know what I'm saying? But um, some of the worst racism comes from our own people, so, you know what I'm saying? I.e. Jason Reed and some of them, I did get on my last nerve, so, um, I mean, we like so, you said, it'll so, just take time. So, I was gonna ask all, all of those things you read. Those were done right there in Ferguson, or he's kind of moved around and ended up there, and he's been there for a while, or, or you didn't get those particulars. I don't have those particulars. I don't know if he's okay. been doing that in Ferguson, or if they've been in another community. Um, I mean, it just says like, you know, for what I have, um, it just it just kind of gives like the dates and the time frames in which he held those different positions. But I mean, from the looks of his resume, it looks like he's well versed 
in a lot of different areas and at least at nothing else he has the uh the knowledge base in order to i believe perform the job adequately but i don't i don't necessarily know leadership yeah i don't know about his leadership i don't know to do you know what i'm saying i i don't Mm -hmm. i don't know to do so right it's just gonna be something that i guess we'll see over time um, I don't even know people like that from Ferguson, so I, I don't even know if I could do the checks and balances on the dude. You know what I'm saying? Down the line, it's just uh, it's just one of those things that you know. I, I think this needs to happen more, where you know, you, like we need more black police chiefs. I'm sure if you if you probably went around the country or went around the United States of America and looked at how many police chiefs are actually of a color. Um, you know, I'm not sure that you'll find that number being all that large. So, you know, if a brother, you know, get the police chief, you know, I I, I commend it uh, to try to rectify all the negative attention that they've gotten, um, you know what I'm saying, last year and a half or so. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how that, that plays out. Um, on to some more. I guess sports news. Did y'all see the fight? Canelo versus Amir Khan? Bruh. Nah, I just, I saw the highlights of it. Oh my goodness, though. First of all, let me just, let me just tell, tell people. When the fight first started, right, Canelo was throwing some wild punches. Like, he was trying to, like, sleep this man from the start. Like, when he came out, you know, he was, like, boxing. He was taking off. But he was throwing, like, wild haymakers and stuff. Like, I'm like, yeah, what is Canelo doing, young? Like, he really trying to knock this dude out. So, it's like he had the scouting report in his mind. Like, yeah, the Bama chin week, I'm going to knock him out. Like, and so he was actually taking, he was taking, taking attempts to knock him out. And, boy, in the sixth round, I don't know what Amir Khan was doing though. Like, I guess he was about to throw a punch, and before he could like, like gather his feet to throw the punch, Canelo swung a haymaker from hell. For the rest of your life. That that came, and the Bama went to sleep, standing up. He went to sleep standing up. Like when the jump connected, it's like his whole face rattled. Like, wow, you know how, like, on a game or a fight night when a Bama face rattle, you just, blah, like, he went to sleep immediately and fell back. Like, and he, and when he was laying back on the ground, like, everybody I was with, we was watching the jump. I was like, young, is the Bama still alive? Aaron, I know, I know you was asking if he was still alive because, young, that was a devastating hit, dog. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, from, from what I heard about the fight, uh, he uh, Khan was doing, you know, with what, what everybody else can't uh, or tries to do against Canelo, but they can't. They don't possess the power and the skill that he does. So they try to go in there fighting them, throwing haymakers, like like I'm I'm gonna knock you out. But but they don't possess the same skills as him. See, when he fought Floyd, of course, you know, with Floyd, he's probably the greatest defensive fighter ever. So, like, he's a tactician. Like, he's not going to really knock you out. And th- the little bit of times that he did, or obviously those were way earlier in his career. So, like, Canelo, the same type of style that he, you know, can normally punish everyone else with, he couldn't catch uh, He couldn't catch Mayweather. And so, um, and, and it's always easy to say, like, you know, follow that blueprint. But, of course, we know 
Floyd is arguably, you know, the best ever uh, when it comes to boxing. So um, I don't necessarily think he is personally, but I mean, he's in the argument. But so like to say, you know, try to fight the same style that he does when you fight him, that's easier <laughs> said than done, obviously, because you're probably not going to possess his uh, Floyd skill set. So, um, you know, I got, you know, Canelo pretty much dominates uh, that division that he's fighting. I think he just has the one loss to Floyd and then a draw, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, that's what the, that's what people are clamoring for, that Triple G uh, move. And, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to tell you, Canelo, is a, he's a problem, dog. Like, I knew, I knew going in, and I was telling people, I was like, yeah, Canelo gonna knock out American. Like, I just want y'all to know that. Like, no, young, Con hands, young, they so fast, but no, young, I'm trying to tell you, he can, he can stay. I'm like, dog, listen to me. If, if, I say, I think I said it on the show. I told, I said American chin is made of fiberglass, dog. The Bama chin is just, it's not, it's, it can't hold up to like a legit punch. And, right. I actually thought he took some shots in, in this fight because I, I was watching the fight and he took a couple shots that probably would have would have sat me down if I was fighting Canelo and he took them <laughs> jumps and he and he kept on rocking. But then when that when I'm talking about when he cocked back from the heavens and swung on, bruh, finish him. Yeah, like the Bama Khan was immediately asleep, dog. Like dolphin hands, like yeah. This. And I and I think I think I had brought it up on the show too how. Uh, uh, a- a- Adrian Bronner on the Breakfast Club said he had 10 sacks on cons. Obviously, that's him throwing away more money like that clip him trying to stunt Walmart and, and Walmart, mind you. But, but anyway, that's that's more money that he, he threw no, away. Bronner's an idiot, though. That's just <laughs> he's an idiot. Don't listen to sh- He's an idiot. All right, that's what we got to say about that. He's an idiot. He's an idiot. And he's fishing for attention. And, you know, he trying to get it any way he can get it. And he just trying to follow Floyd's blueprint, but he's not Floyd. So that's why he just be making all these crazy statements, throwing money up at Walmart. What is you doing, though? Yeah, yeah. And see, and then the other thing is, like, like Floyd has all those. He had the antics and stuff, like, you know, more so ring-based or promotion-based. But, you know, outside of, obviously, the, the the legal issues as far as the, you know, the, the, the battery with women, I mean, he's, he hasn't really, you know, been in a lot of trouble outside of that. And he pretty much stays focused on boxing. Like, he doesn't drink. He didn't really party like that. If he, and when he did, it was a long time ago, like, like pretty much when he was, like, like early 20s. So it's been a long time since he's done that. And Bronner, at this point, he should have been left that stuff alone. He says he's going to get serious now, or he's serious, but he said that before. So, I mean, we we going to see how his career going to play out. Bama Bronner, man, get him out of here. Ain't nobody taking that Bama serious for real. He fishing for cash. That's all he trying to do. But the question is, if, Amer- uh, if uh, Canelo um, ends up fighting Triple G, who gonna win that jam? You say you taking all wages? For everybody on the Triple G bandwagon. If they wanna take Triple G, I'm taking all wages. Mm. No, See, but Triple I'm G. Gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. I haven't seen enough of Triple G myself to make the call. I would have to watch some film on it and see how he is defensively. I've always L- heard about his punching power. L- so. Listen. 
I'm gonna just tell you right now. I don't think Triple G can beat Canelo. Boy, if you don't get but I guess anytime you step in the ring with anybody, you have a chance. Now Triple G, right. like his punching power is 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 crazy, dog. And if he hits you clean, yeah, if he hits you clean, yeah. Good night. I see you the next next day. Uh, get the smelling salt because he got punching power. But what's really scary about him is that he can hit you to the body and and, and make you put the white towel up. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he he don't even got to like it don't even got to be face strikes to for him to win. Like I seen Batman's quit. Like just go to one knee. And you you know that don't hurt when when you fighting a Batman. He hit you with a body shot. And then you go stand behind a referee and kneel down like you trying to nail the ball on, you know what I'm saying? Like that one time Kirk Cousins did in the game. Remember when he did the end of the half, Bama just knelt down for no reason? That's what Triple G, punching power, be making Bama's do that, though. Be making Bama's do that. So I'm, he's real. He got hands. But he takes too many punches for me. I got Canelo, cause, cause I think like Canelo is a little more defensive than Triple G. See, Triple G will go in that joint and he'll bang with you, like he'll he'll exchange punches with you, because he knows if he hits you clean, you going down. Like so, he'll take a shot to give one. You know what I'm saying? I think just versus somebody like Canelo, that that methodology is not going to pan out in your favor because if you take a shot from Canelo, he can hurt you. I mean. You saw what he did to Amir Khan. He, he, like, Amir Khan woke up the next day glad to be alive, dog. Like, I think he should stop boxing, period. Like, he should have no more bouts after that jump. Like, for real. No, nah, I'm serious as a heart attack. No more bouts. Because, young, you scared your family, dog. You you scared your family when you went to sleep in, in midair like that and was just laying with your eyes open, like, like you seeing a ghost, like you no, y'all, y'all, no more boxing for you, bro. No more I boxing. Ain't got no more talking. That that's it. So I, I, if Triple G wanted like exchange punches with Canelo, like that's gonna be a fail. So he's gonna have to play a game or like, you know, go to a style that really is not his he's not a defensive fighter. He's an exchange and okay, we'll see who punches her more type of fighter. That's how he fights. So I don't know if that's going that's going to work in his favor versus Canelo, because Canelo's sharp, though. He's sharp, and uh, I mean, of course, everybody heard Canelo at the end of the fight talking talking at Jazz at the end, talking about yeah, whoever won it can get it, you know, in <laughs> Spanish, basically calling out Triple G, talking about I ain't scared of nothing, like I ain't scared of nobody. Whoever won it can get it. Woo 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 woo. So. I mean, that's the next fight on on deck. I mean, nobody. I, there's nothing else I want to see outside of that. So hopefully they'll they'll get it queued up sooner than later. Um, no, Danny Garcia. Nah, man, Danny Garcia. This is the thing about Danny Garcia. Danny Garcia is a great fighter, and he's and, and he's talented, and he's at the top of his class. But Danny Garcia, a fight, a Danny Garcia fight to me will, will bore me. Because he's kind of like along the lines of like Floyd Mayweather. Like he's a defensive fighter who can box. He's a great boxer. But the Triple G Canelo Joe, like that's going to be one to watch because they both got punching power. They both, like they're not going to be so conservative in the ring. 
you know, Canelo is going to really try to figure you out and, you know, but he's going to throw some punches to try to like sleep you. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not going to play the jump safe all the, you know, the whole fight. He he going to try to like hurt you. Now versus Floyd Mayweather, he couldn't afford to go too reckless because Floyd is just that good. Um, and I mean, of course, Floyd showed us just how how masterful he is at, at, at boxing. But I, I don't I don't I don't know, man. I, I don't want to see Garcia. Like I mean, Garcia is a good fighter, and I, I guess if that was the next fight after, does Garcia have any losses on his record? That's right. Come on down. The price is right. That's why I want to see him hurry up and get erased from people's uh, memory because I, personally, I think he lost to Lamont Peterson. And they gave him that fight. I think he's the, I guess, like one of the next ones they're trying to prop up. Um, I just want to see him hurry up and get knocked out so that conversation can stop. Yeah, I think the most the most entertaining thing about uh, about seeing Garcia is his dad. That's it. Like his dad is more entertaining than him in the ring necessarily. I mean, he just he's just a he's just a great boxer, you know, like for the sport of boxing. But I mean. When you're trying to, when you're about to decide, like, yeah, should I spend money on this fight? Like, in the back of your mind, it's like, is Obama going to get slept? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not just like, oh, yeah, I want to just see tactical boxing and just skill. I mean, you do, but ultimately, you, you want what happened in the sixth round of American, like Obama to go to sleep. <laughs> y'all, y'all finished or y'all done? I mean, and it's unfortunate, though. Like, I, I'm so sincere when I say, young know, American does not need to pick up a pair of boxing gloves no more. Not after that. Not after that, dog. Not after that. Now, man, to the to the to the uh, the, the the climax, the creme de la creme of the show. Steph Curry, the MVP, the two-time MVP, came back last night and and, and stepped on the court like Macargo the Pokemon Bama and just went fuego. Bama was hot lava from everywhere on the on the floor. Yeah, is Curry is the best. First of all, the game last night was epic. It was epic. It might be the best game of the year. No hyper hyperbole. It was the best game of the year. <laughs> Complete from start to finish. First, the Blazers came out frying, cooking, and they were like, I thought it was about to get uh, Golden State up out of there. At one point, it was twenty-one to two. I, I was like, young, these Bamas is getting blasted right now. Then, next thing you know, Thompson, he started cooking. It really, things kind of really changed in the third quarter. I mean, the whole game was back and forth, but really the Blazers had control of the game for like the first two quarters up into the half. When they went in the third quarter, that's when Golden State started to like get, they, get their mind right. And, yeah. I'm I'm sorry, young. Clay Thompson is a problem, dog. This Batman was hitting big shots last night. In the third quarter, he really like got the team back to where it was in range. I and I mean it was a three point contest, back and forth, back and forth. But then Steph Curry, when the game ended up going into overtime, the Batman Steph Curry just. I don't know if he did it for Prince or what, young. He just was like, <laughs> I'm just going fuego and y'all just can't stop me. Bam was just, he was shooting from everywhere. And it was, 
He was doing floaters, drop floaters, teardrops, step backs, everything. I mean, one Jones, he got his own rebound and put it back up. And don't get it twisted. Damian Lillard was cooking. CJ McCullough was cooking. But, I mean, you just did. Steph Curry is just too good. He's just too good. He's the best player of our of this generation. What? He's better than LeBron. He's better than LeBron. He's you better, know, dog. You no, know I love Steph Curry, but I mean, come on, dog. Young, tell me how he's not better than LeBron. So, first they first of all, LeBron. You say what? But okay, they they did they did. They did. <laughs> okay, okay, no, no, no. That's that. But idiot. this is the thing. Right, when when Curry came, his impact on the game is, is is is. Next question. To me, is greater than LeBron James' impact. Even though come on, it's dog. flashy. What? Two things to that. Huh? It's different. No, no, 49 and 9? Come on, bro. So, Give my man respect. Like, two two things, dog. First of all, for you to say that, I mean, we're really, we're still talking about two years. LeBron's in his 13th season, and he still finished third in the MVP vote. Think about that. His 13th year, five straight finals. Like so, that's going deep in the fi- I mean, in the playoffs every year. Not to mention he doesn't miss any games during the regular season. And Steph has uh, that injury history. Like, see, now you got me like going against my man. You know what I mean? Everybody <laughs> knows Steph is my man, dog. You got me because you're talking crazy, dog. Like I'm, he's better than LeBron for the, the generation. Come on, dog. It's still two. It's still two years uh, at the end of the day. It, when LeBron left Cleveland. They went from 55 wins to winning in the teens. Like, <laughs> there's a huge difference in, like, it being flashier, prettier, and something different that Yo, you've never it's seen not, before. It's something Yo, different. It's that not Steph Curry's fault. No, it's not it's his fault. Aaron, but it's not Steph thing. Curry's fault that his team is good. It's not his fault that Klay Thompson no, is no, a cooker. That's the thing. It's, it's not his fault that Draymond Green good. It should but be his fault. He benefits from it. Boy, benefits if you don't from get... it, though. That's the, that's the thing. They don't benefit from him? They don't they benefit do. from him being out there. Are you kidding me? When he was Harold, Harold, it's not foolish, dog. As soon as, as soon as, <laughs> first of all, first of all, Steph Curry, first of all, he averaged seventy with them. The game and lose. Steph Curry entered the game and they were down sixteen to two. As soon as he stepped on the court, a wide open three in the corner for uh, I think it was uh, I can't remember. Thank you, like, thank you, Jeff. Thank you. No, we're not saying he's talking. You said his teammates didn't no. benefit from no. him. Half-sway. Take a few steps back to go. You ain't got the answers, man. You ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers, Sway. I know. I'm saying I'm saying. as soon as he steps on the court, everything changes when Steph Curry's on the court. Yeah. Everything changes. You have to guard at the half-court line. It's the, it's the same with LeBron. Right. Like Aaron just told you that he left the team, they missed the playoffs. He left the Heat, they missed the playoffs after just being in the finals. When he when he didn't play this year, they didn't win a game. They looked terrible. They look Kevin Love and Kyrie looked like the losers that they were before <laughs> LeBron came there. And that's facts. None of this is none of this is made up. So to say, like when LeBron's in his 13th year, he's been doing this. He has four league MVPs. He had a season where he just missed the uh, unanimous by one vote. He has two two chips, like you know, like rookie of the year. Like his accolades are out this world. And so for you to say that Steph Curry's the best in his generation over LeBron, that's ridiculous. We got we got joining us today. We got we got a special guest, John Wynn. What you got to say, man? 
Is Steph Curry not the best? Is he not the best? He better than LeBron. Oh, Steph Curry is by far better than LeBron James. I mean, light years, leaps and bounds. Ahead. What? Seven. Today, oh, for this hold on, hold on, hold on. I should, I should have practiced bringing John in, as he's the ultimate troll. I, before I said, before I, before I introduced, I should, I should be like, cold with the hate. Like, 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 like this is, I can rock with this all day. I'm out, man. That nigga's tripping. John, so so I saw you saw the performance of Steph Curry last night, and were, were you not amazed? Was that not one of the one of the greatest games you ever witnessed? That was definitely top five in my books. You know, hands down, he stole the shine from you know something else that I was amazed by. But I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> Steph has been doing this all year, seventy three games in. So and there's nothing I can say to it. He's definitely the best player right now. There's no denying that. You can't say he's the best player of the generation until he consistently does it more. And that's, if that's he does it without help, that's what that's, that's all, all it comes saying, down Shaq. to. Thank you. He might be. He does what? He does what without help? He does well without help. Because LeBron he, James Harold, ain't done nothing. Harold, he, you're trying, Harold, you're trying. LeBron James went to a finals and lost with help, without help. Harold, you're saying off of two seasons, he's the best of this generation. Like Hold on, let me just tell you something. We have a guy, LeBron James, in the league 13 years has done what he's done. <laughs> and they'll box in the finals again. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Steph Curry broke the three point uh three points in the in a season, broke that, get that up out of here. Last night, 17 in the overtime. Get that up out of here. And this Bama was on a bike, yeah. He was on a bike out here. He was on a bike for eight minutes in the first quarter. He was on a bike. Just think if he wasn't on a bike, just think if he was in the game. He was in the game. He was missing threes in the first half. I was watching. He ain't had hey, no threes in the whole first the half. The bottom line is you can't compare two seasons to 13 years. You can't. It doesn't It doesn't equate. That's like saying the two years that T-Mac was the best player in the league makes him a better player than Jordan was. You can't do it. Kobe. Come on. That's just foolish now. That, you can't that's, do it. That's, that's, it is, that's just throwing dice. That's just, that's just throwing <laughs> that's dice out the window like. and hoping it land no. on Snake Eye. I nah, that's man. No. like. That's okay, like. boy. If you don't get well, you saying you saying two years of being number one makes you better than an entire generation of your career being number one. No, what I'm saying is like Steph Curry like right now is fake, but you he's like unreal. Carmelo, dog, he is unreal. You're absolutely right about he's that. unreal. He's not the best of a generation. He's the best of the past two seasons. Yeah, maybe maybe it's because maybe it's because I'm so accustomed to seeing uh, Steph Curry go out and lose. All the, I mean, not Steph Curry, but seeing LeBron James losing games that he he should win. Which Maybe that's what it is. What do you mean? Which games is those? The ones that count? They lost in the finals last year. So they so they were without so without Kyrie. They they should have beat they should have beat Golden State his first time in the finals with that Cleveland team. They y'all, y'all, y'all finished or y'all done? I ain't got no more. Time. Yes. In them two. Yes. Yeah. Let me tell you why though. Let me tell you why. Let me tell. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you. Let me. Let me. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why they should. Let me. No. Listen. 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 Let me tell you why they should have beat Golden State last year because they had a new rookie coach. It was his first year. They had all these players that never been at a, in a high stakes basketball game to this magnitude before, and LeBron James has several times in his career, and great players carry their team to chips. That's what great players do. So if you can't win with those circumstances, I mean, we can make excuses all day for why he didn't. I mean, Steph Curry ain't had a greatest series, but they got a W. 
So I mean, he averaged twenty five. He averaged twenty five. Oh, okay. But I mean, Dela Dela was was cooking him. So that was that was one game, bro. Like it was one game. I, I know it like it was uh, All right, man. I was in Mexico getting married when the whole jump was going down. So, but all I'm saying is, it, Steph Curry right now to me is better than LeBron James, and it's no, isn't, it's no question in my mind. Like, if I gotta pick a player right now, and I'm, I'm going with Steph Curry because we all agree with you. Okay, man. Right well, now versus the past thirteen years. Okay, all right. Well, that's fair enough. How how long does it got to take? Five more years before y'all saying he the best? He, he better than LeBron? Chips, then we could talk about it. And he, got, okay. and he has to win. Yeah, because he, he still doesn't all have right. as many chips as LeBron or MVPs. All right, all right. Well, well, the reason I brought John on was to support me with that point right there and also to give him a chance to, to tag team and you know what I'm saying tag team for the title with him and Shaq because they both Miami Heat fans so I know y'all want to talk about the Miami Heat first of all to me they they gave the game away Toronto forfeited the game basically to enter the hands of the Miami Heat Toronto is just so frustrating the Rose in some trash uh, Kyle Larry I mean he had actually had a good game last, last night but I Nah. Why are y'all struggling with the Toronto Raptors? Because to me, they some trash for real. I mean, I think the 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 white side injury definitely played a big role in the struggle yesterday, and then the struggle on I, I believe it was Saturday. I didn't get a chance to see any of the game on Saturday. I just caught the highlights, but I know that's big. I mean, that's a big part of our team moving forward. You know, today and for the future. So to lose him and you know the semi conference finals i mean that's that, that's huge man we need him it's wade and Whiteside. The, the team goes as either one of them goes Dragic, he's been doing his thing you know every now and again but he's not dependable in my opinion wade is dependable when everybody says he ain't got nothing left he comes through Let's he wins chat. games he makes the plays that chat. win the game hands down Let's there's no chat. question about it so shaq you want to co-sign that too I'm, you want to make yeah, uh, Wade the MVP of the league, too? You want to do that? Uh, not MVP of the league, definitely MVP of the team. But the whole thing is you don't realize Hassan Whiteside's impact on our team until he goes down. Like, you lose out on those rebound opportunities. You lose out on the defensive pressure he provides. You lose out on a lot. So it, it changes our dynamic totally. When you go from Whiteside to Amari Stoudemire for 20 minutes right. a game, what do you think is going to happen? He's not going to have on. the same as dynamic. As the game starts. By yeah, his knees, oodles, and noodles. Shoot. Exactly. On, so that's, that's what we're dealing with, though. He's starting. The thing that got us going where we got back on the playoff arc was Whiteside. They had him coming off the bench to get him back in the rhythm after his injury earlier in the season. And he was killing off the bench, like almost to the point where if he had been doing that the whole year, he probably would have been sixth man of the year coming off the yep. bench. But... He, he ended up having this motivation to us where he had this young young team with him, um, Winslow, and the other rookie we have just going off on everybody, and that got us into the playoffs, right? Josh Richardson. And you lose that. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's balling too. He's balling. But you lose he's that balling, motivation man. and that pressure on defense in the playoffs, that's the worst time to lose it. So that's why yeah, we, we have to kind of change our whole game plan around, and it but, doesn't really work as well. 
Are y'all gonna make it past the Raptors? Are y'all gonna get yeah, past the Raptors? We're gonna make it past the Raptors. We definitely gonna make it past the Raptors. Cause y'all struggling though. I can't die. With the Raptors. I believe Aaron, I believe Aaron said uh Wade is the MVP of the playoffs so far. And I have to agree with that statement. He made it earlier today, you know, in another forum that we communicate in, but that's the truth, man. If you look at it, Wade is averaging some crazy numbers in the clutch. In the clutch. Nobody really has had to prove themselves in the clutch except Steph yesterday. Steph was the only other clutch player that I've seen in these playoffs besides Wade. I mean, I, w- I would say Durant, too, in that game, that, that last game when 41. I'm like, not they, paying attention They needed to all of that. Hold on. Why are you not paying attention to San, San Antonio and OKC? That's a good series right there. We're going to see tonight. We're going to see tonight. We're going to see what Durant's made of. He's an idiot. Don't listen to sh- He's an idiot. All right. That's what we got to say about that. You know, uh, he's an idiot. That question. Because Popovich is going to have them goons out. But anyway, my thing back on the, the Heat, Toronto, like, Harold, I think you're still underselling Toronto. I mean, they did. They were second in the East. The real, real the problem with Trash. Them, obviously, is how the Rosen been playing. And that thumb, he has a bad thumb, and, and he won't make the excuse. But that's that's clearly that's bond because he can't buy a bucket. Larry, he, it's probably the elbow. Like, because it's no, like, these, no. they're historically bad. Like, over the last, like, 50, I think, like, 30 years of shooting, like, both of them are shooting 33% in the playoffs. Like, you're two-star players. So, like, no, all I'm saying. Trash. And the reason why the Heat have struggled is because nobody has consistently came to play with Wade. Like, Drogic right. will have a big game, and then he'll go MIA. Joe Johnson will play, and then you won't see anything from him. Like, if those other guys were consistent, then you would get the type of efficiency or somewhat of a level of it against at least these first two teams that you got when they played um, the Hornets in those two games at home. Like, off those, their efficiency was off the charts in those two games because their role players were doing something. Ever since then, it's been come and go. Come and go as you please with the role players. Like, so that's why Miami's having a hard time that they're having so, with uh, so, Toronto. So, okay, let's, 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 let's assume that the Miami Heat squeaked past Toronto. Then they got to play LeBron James in them. Do they have a chance? Like, or we just... Or just only if Whiteside's healthy. That's the only way they have a chance is if he's healthy. Without him, we don't have any way of, like, slowing down any kind of interior game from from LeBron and them. Like, we yeah, LeBron's... A, I mean, everybody LeBron knows... Inside. Yeah, everybody knows LeBron's a downhill player, north and south, every day, all day. He's going to do that. Whiteside can slow that down. He's done it before, and he definitely did it in Miami this season. I think LeBron took two L's this season down in Miami. He didn't. I think we he didn't beat play him one game. Four times this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. LeBron, has, this LeBron, LeBron hasn't won in Miami since he left, even going yeah, back yeah. to last year. So and Whiteside so. played a pivotal role in that. I mean, he shut down three of their players, including LeBron. When it came down to production in the paint, he stopped all that. So you know what I'm saying? Kyrie was out. I'll give him that. But we, we got some we got some answers for that. I think we have a good chance. And then it comes down to that heart factor. You know we all talk about that. That's that's where I think it's gonna come down to if this if that series becomes competitive, D Way got heart. heart. He has big heart. Yeah, D Way D Way he he got heart though. I mean, I saw the highlight the other day when the Bama caught the caught the uh the jump came off the rim and he he went and slammed the jump back. I'm like, oh young, what are you doing out here? Right, but right. yeah, they young. As bad as the Toronto is playing, like I'm just disappointed in the Heat. I mean, coming into the playoffs, I thought they would just 
they were better team. Um, I know the white side injury, you know, hurts the team, but yeah, still, DeMar DeRozan playing like some doo-doo. Kyle Larry, he inconsistent. He playing like some doo-doo. If his elbow hurt, get the Bama some Epsom salt or something. I just don't want to hear the excuses. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I just don't want to hear the excuses. I mean, they're, 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 they're not making them, but I'm bringing them up because they're factual injuries, you know, so. And you um, can see DeRozan on the bench looking blown. He looks so blown out there. He doesn't even look defeated. He's just like, man, I can't go. Because he need a new barber. That's why. Yeah. He need a new barber to see his wig piece all messed up. Hot pockets. No, I'm doing it in Toronto, though. Young, but so y'all play tomorrow night, but tonight is the Spurs in the OKC, and it's Durant versus Kawhi Leonard out there. LaMarcus Aldridge Number going for 40. MVP votes. I saw that. I was like, okay, Kawhi. Yeah. I, 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 who, I mean, San Antonio has to win this game tonight. I feel like if you let, if you let a team that plays one-on-one basketball beat you, unacceptable. This game is in, it's in San Antonio or it's in? Yeah. Yeah, it's in San Antonio. Yeah, it's in San Antonio. Oh, yeah. That's an L for OKC. Yeah. They about to. I mean, one, one in San Antonio. You can't really say that. I mean, yeah, but now I'm gonna say this, they John. Blew that. They blew that one. San Antonio did. Yeah, and it was a lot of funny business at the end of the game too. Like you know, what I'm saying that was the game where the uh, what's his name, uh, Deion Waiters gave the shimmy, the, the, uh, <laughs> the shimmy from the out of bounds, Joe, and then yeah, the then Stephen Adams getting grabbed by fans, and then you know, there's a whole bunch of funny business at the end of the game. So. I, I anticipate the the Spurs running a clinic against OKC tonight. Like I'm talking about, like a like a pass and score clinic where they just moving the ball six and seven times and getting off, you know, easy jumpers. And they just gonna come out focused. They gonna strap Westbrook and they just gonna make Durant have to do it all night. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I what? last game was kind of an anomaly for the OKC because they had dudes step up that really don't step up. Right. Well, what were you about to say, Aaron? You about to say something? Nothing at all. Oh, but that's why another reason. That's why that that uh, that Trailblazers game was so good because young Miles Plumley was out there, Joe balling like they both teams. All the players on both teams like really stepped up. Like what's what's it, Maurice Spakes? That band was hitting trade ball. I'm like young. What is going on? Like it was the energy of the game that just made it so epic. But uh. So tonight, the uh, what happens tonight if if uh, Miami Heat lose, young? Yeah? Are you gonna cry, John? Tomorrow, nah, oh. ain't no tears, man. Nah, we worried. It might be over for y'all. If Wade's not gonna lose, he doesn't lose in the clutch. If it's on him, he does not lose. It, it just doesn't happen. I mean, okay, I take that back. Everybody takes an L every now and again, but big moments like this, he's been doing this his whole career, and that's what I fall back on. I'm like, yeah. People act like they've seen something different. Wade has always done this. Nothing has changed. He was hurt for two years. You know what I'm saying? But outside of that, this is nothing new. Nobody's shocked by this. I watched the games when we lost to San Antonio. Greg Popovich beat up Dwayne Wade. He was not worried about Bron. They let Bron do what he does. They focus on Dwayne because if he gets hot, there's no stopping the team. Everybody knows this. They've been seeing it since he came in the league. He's been wrecking shots since he came in in 03 and he has not slowed down except barring injury that's it so i have full faith in this man to carry us through especially to the eastern conference finals and if it becomes competitive and we got white side we have a good chance of taking them out you're loyal 
you're grateful. I appreciate that. No, let me tell you why I know. League orders. I just think it's going to be hard pressed that y'all get Whiteside back. I mean, considering like Steph Curry had the mildest of the sprains that you could have, I'm Whiteside probably has that same thing, and you saw he missed. Yeah, he's day to day though. He's not. He's not. I think. I mean, uh, that's what's, what's my but I'm just I'm just telling you, it's the same. Steph had the the, the lowest like on the level of the, it was the grade one sprain. That's probably what Whiteside has. So they just chose not to you know list them as out for two weeks or whatever the case may be. But in order for him to be somewhat you know near his normal self, like he's gonna have to rest that. And, and y'all are coming up where you know if he comes back, it probably would be like maybe game like three or four. That would be the earliest he could get back, and that's if this series gets extended out to seven. Right. So we'll see, know, man. So. I mean, I, I'm banking on Whiteside. I do. We need him. We need him for the next round. There's no ifs, ands, buts about it. If he doesn't play, then I'm just going to enjoy a good performance by Wade as he prepares for the next season. But if he plays, we're good. I, I, I truly think we're going to take Cleveland to at least seven. You know what I'm saying? And if we go to seven, we might win it. Dog. I'm telling you, league orders won't allow it, dog. They won't allow it. LeBron James is the is the golden child. League orders say he going to the finals. Don't matter if it's competitive. They let that happen with the Dallas Mavericks that one time, where they didn't they didn't enforce league orders, and Dirk Nowitzki <laughs> and the Bamas was hitting unbelievable shots, and they got pushed through, and they were like, "Oh, these Bamas won! I can't believe it!" Young. After that, Stern came and said, "Young, no, never again, never again." Can't mess with the money, though. Uh, so I know we. Uh, LeBron, Rob, Jeff, get on me because when we set up the set up the uh, the list for the for the show, and we yeah, like league, league orders wanted it that way too. We love football so jump. much. It's like we gotta have a little segment for football every week. In the middle of NBA playoffs, in the middle of NHL playoffs, we don't care. Football is number one. If you don't believe me. Just look at the NFL draft ratings at the same time the NHL was on. Case closed. So there's a lot of guys that's coming into the, uh, the league this year that's been drafted. And my question is, will they be starting come week one or will they be on the sideline watching come week one? First guy I got on is Paxton Lynch. Paxton on him. He'll be um, backing up. You know what I mean? He's not going to start off the break. Over Sanchez, though? Yeah, he, he, not, he, not, he not starting, dog. He not starting. Sanchez going to beat him out for the starter, John? Yeah, Sanchez, if you don't have to put the, the starting QB in there, then then it's no rush. Like, mind you, Sanchez, when he had the, the mob around him in his first couple of years and with the Jets, they went to uh, back-to-back AFC championship games. This was all before the psyche. And Rex Ryan didn't know a thing about offense, which was has always been his downfall. So when you, when you put him with all those weapons in Denver, with Kupak, they're going to run the ball. Like, and he just can't turn it over. And mind you, last year, look how many times Peyton Manning turned the ball over and, you know, and they were still able to, uh, you know, play as well as they did. And it could because at the end of the day, obviously Peyton still knows how to manage the game. So if Mark, if Mark can go back and channel those early years with the Jets, not do too much and not turn the ball over, he's going to be out there. They're going to give him that opportunity first before running Paxton Lynch out there. And I actually have a bet outstanding with someone. <laughs> you know, I always got my bets going on. It's hard to keep track of them, but uh, I got it um, where my, my, my man said that 
that uh, Lynch is going to be in there within the first uh, eight weeks of the season. And I don't believe that to be the case. So, can I get in on that too? That's what I'm saying. You could get, y'all both could get on, get in on that. Well, oh, no, only yeah, no, no, no injury. Like if it's an injury, like he has to. Paxton Lynch has to legitimately come in there, and Mark Sanchez has to be healthy within the first. Okay, game. but it can't. But you know how they, you know how the NFL do. They be doing the little fluke injuries to like make way, make way to the full quarterback to come in. Like yeah, uh, he got back spasms. Like you know, you know the little trigger injuries that they always get. But yeah, uh, he got the uh, lower leg issue. Right now, I think they're going. He's he's uh, questionable right now, so they don't have like you know the media going and running with the story and stuff. Because the truth, yeah. I think, I personally think Paxton Lynch will be out that jump in the first three weeks of the season, if not week one. Week if one. not week one, week one started. You know, and the reason I'm saying that is because maybe Aaron, maybe Aaron, maybe Aaron's rationale is a little different than mine. But I I feel like. The fact that they picked Paxton Lynch in the end of the first round with their first round pick indicated that they really want a quarterback to take the reins and be the, the the future of the franchise. The thing is, the Denver Broncos defense is strong enough and is good enough where they could even work the development plan of Paxton Lynch, and it doesn't have to be. It doesn't. You don't need to buffer a Sanchez. The only reason Sanchez is there is to have a, a legitimate backup because really you don't want Sanchez to be your starting quarterback. You want him to be your your backup. Now, all everything will be solidified during training camp in the preseason. If Paxton Lynch comes out in the preseason and he fries like in the in the first two preseason games with the because I don't even think they're gonna like establish. They're not even gonna say who the starter is. I think it's gonna be a QB competition. And if Paxton Lynch is able to show some semblance of like being able to run the offense, and I mean, word out of Denver camp is John Elway already been talking about Paxton Lynch is 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 could possibly be the starter or whatever for the team, and don't count him out. I don't know if that's like, you know, what, what the GM say to just try to build confidence in a young QB. I mean, it could be. But if he's actually telling the truth, then that says to me that they want Paxton Lynch to be the starter and not Sanchez. And it's my quarterback. And if you guys do that, man, it's unfair. I, I, I could see it happening. You going into week one, especially with their defense that they have. It's not a, I, I, I mean... I don't know what the risk reward is. That's my huh? thing. Why rush him in there? Like why? Because the in NFL, there? dog. This the NFL. That's what NFL teams do. Bama's picked Jared Goff, who's a bust. First pick. Bama's moved up. Oh, 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 he's a rookie, son. Like Bama's think that you know, like that's just the popping thing nowadays. That throw rookies out there. Yeah, if you're number one or number two overall, like you know, what I'm saying? He, he wasn't drafted that high. We sit, I'm trying to tell you, Jeff, it's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new day. Aaron, what do you want to say about it? You, What you think? I think that Paxton Lynch will be the week one starter, but I'm using the same logic that Jeff is using to say he won't. Because this is the thing. Sanchez is trash. You don't want your defense and offense kind of – because a lot of times if you throw a garbage quarterback out there when you have a really, really good defense, it'll turn into offense against defense and kind of be like animosity in the season. The only way you buy yourself some goodwill is if you throw in a younger quarterback out there and kind of let him learn on the job. 
a lot of times you if you have a number one quarterback and you don't want to like retard his growth is because the team is really really bad the team just won the super bowl with a quarterback that had nine touchdowns and 17 interceptions like you you can do worse way i mean you can't do any worse than mark sanchez so i say you throw him out there and let him get his snaps in now so you don't basically have a wasted season with him sitting on the sideline and you know Sanchez cannot take you to a Super Bowl. Let me ask, no let me ask y'all this. Let me ask y'all this. Because I, I refer back to those them early years when he went to back to back AFC championships. Has Sanchez ever played on a team just this complete on offensive weapons and defensive weapons? Answer that question. I'll answer that, but I want to say this first. I think he's regressed since then. Sometimes for a quarterback it's better when you have no experience than when you've actually gone through stuff in the league like Patrick Ramsey and David Carr. I think with some of the stuff he's gone through with the media and with being on the field, I think he's regressed as a quarterback from that time. So can you, all right, so now you want to answer the question? Yeah. So he didn't have – I mean, when he had Braylon Edwards that first time they – the one, first go-round, they had a solid team. That's one receiver. That's one receiver, they, Aaron. They had, had, uh, what's the other guy from Pittsburgh? Um, they were decent on offense and defense. He had, he has Demarius Thomas. He has uh, he has a uh, uh, Sanders. You you got you got two running backs. You got an O line. I mean, uh, who, who, I, and I'm no, I'm missing. I'm missing a couple. Like who who the tight end? Owen Daniels, I think. I think it's Daniels. Yeah. He had a, he had Probably a, Owen Daniels. So help me but, understand. I mean, this. You, you, I, I, so. Why do you think he should get an opportunity? Like, do you believe he can do something with the team? Do you think he can win a Super Bowl? I mean, I didn't say that. I, I mean, I think Paxton Lynch will take over, but I think Sanchez will be solid. I don't think they're going to – so you so you think Paxton Lynch is going to win a Super Bowl? I know you don't think that. So what's no, the difference? What I'm asking you is why. Because I don't like, think I don't think Paxton Lynch will be ready. I mean, if you read any well, anybody's scouting report, anybody, any one of the experts – they say that he's not ready. Now, can that be proven wrong? Of course it can be. But those guys have been doing it for a long time, the ones that have said that. So, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and trust what they're saying because I don't do that on a daily basis, watch film and scout players. So, based on that, I think Sanchez, he regressed because his teams got sorrier. Those teams got sorrier and sorrier and sorrier, and it made his play get sorrier right along with it versus... Like I said, when he had the players around him earlier, and he didn't play. Like I said, Rex Ryan wasn't an offensive-minded coach. He was a defensive guy. So, you know, Sanchez didn't even really get the chance to grow. And early on, when they gave him a little time, he had a number of comebacks and, and big plays that he made in them earlier, uh, them earlier years, like I said, when they went to back-to-back AFC championships. They just weren't good enough to advance further than that. And like I said, he was a rookie and a second-year quarterback. So, I mean, I just think that Gary Kubiak, uh, he's always been known as an offensive guy. I mean, those Texans teams put up numbers. Obviously, the Denver team, Peyton Manning had regressed. You you take the same Peyton Manning, but I think Peyton Manning has needed that at times because he's had so much on his shoulders. I think at times that's why he's folded in the playoffs because he didn't have the coaches that can, uh, you know, basically take care of everything that needs to be taken care of other than Dungey. So um, I just think that, you know, this is the best situation that Sanchez will ever be in. And I don't think with the, the quality of players around him on offense, 
he's going to be as bad as you all think he is, like I said, and they're going to run the ball, and Kubiak's going to protect him. He's not going to put him in a position to uh, not to succeed. Shaq, Shaq, man, break up the fight, man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is he going to start week one, Paston Lynch? Yay or nay? I mean, I, I see both sides of the coin, but I just looked at the schedule, and it favors them, in my opinion, to have Sanchez run the first part of the schedule. So I don't see him coming in unless Sanchez bombs out in the first five or six weeks because they start with Carolina, then they go, they have um, Indianapolis, then they have, they have, um, that's the game to bring them in, Indianapolis. Then they play um, Tampa Bay, they play the Saints, they play um, Atlanta, and they play Houston in like their first eight games. So half those teams have good defenses and half don't. So do you really jump back and forth between quarterbacks or do you go with the person that's experienced and can possibly get you ahead in the record and hope that it, it gets you going in the season. Now, after we'll see, we'll know a lot after that very first game. Cause it's against Carolina. They'll be able to tell easy and early if Sanchez is the right choice or not. And then you have a rebound game after that, where Indianapolis, you could put Paxton Lynch in against Indianapolis and not expect a whole lot of defensive pressure on him to give him a chance to, get NFL game experience so it might be Sanchez starts the season off but very quickly if he bombs out against Carolina we could see Paxton in week two dang so what about what about some of these other quarterbacks let me let me ask one last question on the situation what's the what's the uh the last time some a quarterback drafted that low started week one out of curiosity your your boy go ahead tell him Shaq your boy which one? You said that low? As in first round? I mean, he was... I mean, he went no, which one called got, got drafted in the first Russell round? Wilson started Russell week, Wilson started week one, and he was third round, so... Okay. Wasn't Tim Russell Tebow the starter of week one, too? And then when? Nah, I don't Russell, think Tebow was the starter week one. Who was? I don't think Tebow was the starter week one. Oh, nah, Tebow definitely I might be mistaken. <laughs> I might be mistaken, but I don't think he, he, he was. De- he, he definitely was not the starter. Yeah. Tebow, Tebow, he was Tebow. And then the fans, the fans, basically, they couldn't take him out. Fox couldn't take him out because they kept winning. Well, yeah, but he I didn't mean, start week one, though. The positioning don't I mean, really it, mean The point is, it's rare. It, it never happens. Like, the Russell Wilson situation, that's like a once-in-a-generation situation. It doesn't happen where a quarterback is drafted that low. And, I mean, I know it's the first round, but I'm telling you, typically quarterbacks maybe 1 through 10, 11, somewhere in that range, maybe 15. Like, those guys typically get the nod off the break. Didn't, didn't Andy Dalton start week one? He did. Second round. And we'll... Uh, I'm trying to tell you, it's not even going to be that. I'm trying to tell you, when you got these quarterbacks on this team and they start going through training camp and they start going through, uh, you know, OTAs and stuff, and then Sanchez out there jumped on picks in practice, Bama's like, here we go. And then you see got defenders and stuff looking at each other like, yeah, this Bama, um, yeah, I don't want this Bama as a quarterback. Just little murmurs. Or you got you got wide receivers, Demarius Thomas, butt naked wide open in the corner, and Bama Sanchez is scrambling and looking and throwing the ball away. Like, 
I'm trying to tell you, they're gonna be like, man, put the young boy in. Like, you know, we starting over anyway because it's not like they have, it's not like Peyton's still there. It's not like they have anybody that will really warrant the respect of other, all the other players. They don't even know. It's one thing if Sanchez had like been on the team last year and like was a backup to Peyton Manning and then, you know what I'm saying? Then he left, like he already has relationships. He's trying to build all that with these new guys and I just don't think he'll be able to do that before, you know, before John Elway makes the call. That's 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 just my. I think week one you're gonna see Paxton Lynch out there, and he's just gonna have to just build through the growing pains. And I mean, oh, good. we gonna put we gonna put the wager on it, so we'll see. Yeah, and I think this yeah. this whole argument is predicated on Jeff not thinking Sanchez is bad as the rest of us are. Because he hasn't been present for a lot of our focus on Sanchez due to our relationship with Tariq. So we've been focused on this game of Sanchez. That's very true. Like, everything he does, we've been focused on for, like, the last, was it, six years he's been in the league? Yeah, dog. Anything that Baba did, dog. We've Yeah, we've been analyzing this Baba since the jump. And it's it really unfair. It really is unfair. Like, but, but think 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 about it, too. Like, the buff fumble did it for me. Last the buff fumble did it. That, did. that did it for you? I was saying, but nah. think about it, though, when he was last playing. Like, he had that stretch where he was balling, but then they, they proceeded, he proceeded, and the team did to fold down the stretch. But prior to that, he had balled over probably what, like a six six week six week stretch. I mean, they were like nine and three or something like that with Chip Kelly. And then them last three games, they proceeded to fold, and then they lost the division because they were leading the division. So it's not like he no, hasn't Sam Bradford really played, played the well. second half of the season. He didn't play the second half of the season. Sam Bradford. Nah, it was a joint. Team. It was a joint. He 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 folded. I, I don't think with Bradford, um, that was just last year. Like, I'm talking, how did we get on that? Yeah, okay, I'm talking about the year before that. Yeah, I'm talking about the year before that. Because they, Man. You know, obviously, Kelly only made it. He made it with all the uh, Reed Listen. talent and then got rid of it all. So I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why are we talking about this bum? Because it's some trash, yo. Like I said, we're going we gonna to place the money 15 up. minutes on this bum. We, hey, look, we're going to put the money up and we can move on. <laughs> yeah, get him out of there. Now we just got skip. We got skip topics and everything, man. <laughs> Dang, because of this bum Sanchez. That messed everything up. Fumble, fumble the show. This Batman had the show in his right arm trying to run and fumble the show. Come on, man. Jordan Reed getting $46.5 million now. Five years. What's up? My man, Jay Reed. I think it's a great move by the Skins, y'all. McGloin just, he just continues to make great move after great move after great move. And the fact is that they locked him up and not necessarily Kirk Cousins just makes me even more glad. Because it just shows that they, they understand what's going on and they're not fooled. I mean, yes, and, and it was the obvious thing to do, but it, 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 in today's climate, uh, like a lot of GMs don't do the obvious thing. So I, I'll definitely give them credit for that. Uh, but I mean, anybody with a brain knew that you needed to franchise tag Kirk Cousins with the type of money that the quarterbacks made. Not, not, not 90% of Northern Virginia. They didn't think that. They still looking for him to get a deal before July 1st. Five years, yeah. 200 million. That's what they want. You like that? You like that? He certainly, wouldn't be the first, he certainly wouldn't be the first player to get 200 million. It won't be him. Uh, uh, don't, don't do it. Can't win with him. 
<laughs> no, but, yeah, but yeah, it was it was the it was the right mood to lock lock Joel Reed up though. I mean, as we as we know, uh, a lot of Kurt's success is predicated on the performance of Jordan Reed. He balled out, and anytime he's been healthy, he always shows out. So that's all you know. Like we can hope for is that he stays healthy. Yeah, he's one of the most talented tight ends in the league right now. So you got to give him credit for knowing that, despite some of the injury troubles he might have had, that he's talented enough to be worth the money and the risk of giving him a long-term deal. Yeah, nah, I, I really like the move, but uh, for for the Redskins resigning, uh, getting them locked up for a long, a long, long term. I mean, to me, he's the second best tight end in the league. No question. Behind Gronk, he's the best. Um, better than well, well, even your boy right now. Um, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Cupcake Graham. Yeah. Is he is he back healthy? Did he get the surgery and stuff? Uh, I, I haven't heard if they've cleared him yet to be. He's supposed to be ready for the start of the season, but I don't know if he'll be ready for training camp. Yeah, he, he told yeah, everything up in that bad boy. Yeah, that, that bad man just, yeah, he, yeah, I ain't Jimmy Graham. So, speaking of 200 million, Strasburg <laughs> got 175 for seven years, dog. Woo! We going to Sizzler, dog. My man got paid. Young. So, is this. First of all, was the were the Nationals lunching by doing this? I mean, to yeah. me, quietly, he's been like their best, like consistent pitcher. So I'm trying to figure out like why did they decide to do that like now? Because they had him on contract for a year for ten million. So I mean, that was just this year, though, right? Yeah, yeah, that was just for this year. But set one seventy five for seven years, No, What are they doing? Giving all these pitchers all this money? They're trying the same oh, yeah. thing the, the Yankees try, man. Just sign up all the pitching talent and hope that you can get the players around it to make the pitching count. I mean, the, Yankee, the Yankees, uh, it wasn't until recently, though, in them championship years, they weren't giving out pitchers money like this. <laughs> yeah, they, they did it. Uh, they they did oh. get one. They, they did get one with Sabathia, and he got a bunch of money. But, like, when obviously with Jeter won the, the four, the first four, like, they had a good stab, but the guys weren't making money like this. I mean, this is like the new climate. And it's funny because I actually, uh, he's a he's a Scott Boris client. Typically, Scott Boris uh, takes his clients to free agency. And they actually said he would have probably got more in free agency than he did with the Nats. So, from that standpoint, uh, you know, it was a good deal. I mean, it's he a lot of money. But, huh? He said he's he buttering up the Nationals for Bryce. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's, he's gonna have to, they're yeah, gonna have to get Bryce, Bryce. Bryce like yeah, something like four hundred. They gonna have to yeah. break the break the bank, young. They gonna have to like cut half the team to sign this by me, young. I'm trying to tell you. Cut the whole team. Here's Nobody gets the ball. <laughs> Other than Bryce. No, man, I, I just want y'all to hear these numbers though. Uh Matt Scherzer, who been he he about to be on the borderline stealing money. Seven years, two hundred ten million? Come on. Jason Worth, he stole. His, Jason Worth stealing money. I mean, he he had, seven he had years, one twenty six. Zimmerman Scherzer stealing. Had, Scherzer had a good year last year. The yeah. problem with it is the thing that I do like about the deal is 
is uh, Strasburg isn't 30. Yeah, he's still in his 20s. And it seemed like the, in the MLB, they, they these clubs be tripping, like paying these guys all this money, and they they be like 31 or 32. Why are you paying eight years, 10 mil for someone who's already 32? Like, that makes absolutely no sense. And that's what the uh, Red Sox are starting to deal with right now with Price. And he just got the contract. And he's a power arm. So that's the one thing that would scare me about the deal is because the power arms, like, you know, they typically, a lot of them burn out and then they lose velocity. We've seen it happen with Verlander for the Tigers. So that's the thing that scares me. It already happened to uh, Strasburg, though, because he, when he first came in the league, he was in the high 90s. Now he's kind of a mid-90s pitcher and kind of had to reinvent his pitching game a little bit. Throwing yeah. rockets, though. He was I mean, he, he, throwing them yeah. rockets. Yeah, he, he, he needed to learn how to become a better overall just pitcher in general anyway instead of just a thrower, like a, a fastball thrower. So Yeah, it might have added five years and 200 mil to his career, actually getting hurt and then getting that Tommy John surgery the first time. Yeah, he got it out of the way. He got it out of the way. Yeah, because uh, he'd have definitely ended up like Mark Pryor did up in in Chicago, the Cubs back in the day, where he just burned out after right. that first surgery, after a few years of being like the man, and then after yeah. that surgery, he was nothing. But he had this one early enough where he's able to reinvent himself and become a better all-around pitcher. Right, and the Cubs, they were like the poster child organization for like overthrowing pitchers because it happened with, with Kerry Woods and Mark Pryor. So yep. that's the other difference in baseball nowadays. Like these guys, most of them don't even go complete games. And like Strasburg, he usually only goes like six innings. Yeah. He doesn't really go deep in the game. So, um, so maybe so that should help, you know, hopefully uh, extend his career as well and hopefully perform well throughout the entire contract. No, they need bats, man. They need people who can hit. They should have gave all that money to the Cespedes or somebody who was out on free agency, giving all this money to these these pitchers, man. And then every year we get in the playoffs and then Batman's can't hit to save their life. It's, it's they pointless. Tried and they tried to. And I see the, the Nationals Park, the park isn't a friendly park for batters and players know that, so they don't really want to go there. Like, you have to be... Bryce in order to get good hits in that park you have to be on that level the other guys don't really have decent numbers even to show other guys that are just all around good players can get good hits in this park I mean but you know what's happened to us though I think we've been like we've been unlucky as well like um a lot of a lot of these years of the last few years because like the guys are always injured like the key guys like whether it was Rendon um, or worth like when they when they're playing well like it's like we never can have all Harper or like last year it was really Harper's like for like playing like the entire like close to the entire year like we can't like ever keep our entire team healthy and so that's a problem but I definitely agree with agree with you about the uh, you know having batter situation because Zimmerman Zimmerman man he's he's finished that's how you're able to walk Bryce Harper 13 times in a in a series as the Cubs did and set the MLB record for walks in the series because Zimmerman left 14 men on base. Like, why, why would you want to pitch to Harper? It's ridiculous, <laughs> dog. Like, ridiculous. Like, it's, if I'm going to just pitch around him because the other guys can't do nothing. And it's and that, and that's a, and that's, but that's strategy. And that's exactly what the Cubs did. They pitched around Bryce Harper to get the sorry Zimmerman who's making a hundred and... A hundred million for six years, stealing money, dog. Get the money back. But that's the money draft back. Pick. They feel some type of obligation to this man to get him out of here. I'm just 
Steven, dog. Hopefully, Steven that no production. It should be near the end of that. Uh, hopefully, I mean, no. I it should be near the. Bama got, got it, he gotta have only maybe like uh, two years on that joint left. Nah, bro. I'm looking years. at the contract right now. I, I mean, with, nah, he got four. He got four years. He here to 2020, but his his salary decreases significantly. Oh, they uh, right now he's making right now he's making 14 million. Then next year he'll make 14 million, and then 18 make 14, then 19 make 18, oh. and then 2020 two. I should have stuck with baseball, man. I was lunching. <laughs> yeah, no bull, dog. Me too. Who you telling, dog? I could, I can play outfield. Shoot. Nonetheless, only thing left we got on tap the Caps. They, they, they playing tonight. But I'm, I think I'm a mere con through that jump tonight. I'm thinking I had to just, I just had to sleep through that jump. <laughs> got he, <laughs> got he. <laughs> that's that's our show. Uh, follow us at Black Sports 980 um, on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can go to the site blacksports980.com. We got I wrote a little piece on the on the caps. I mean, of course, I call them some trash. If they win tonight, I'll write a different piece. But for right now, they some trash until they win. So um, that's coming on tonight, and I think that's that's it. Aaron, you going to LA Fitness tonight? Uh, probably. Yeah, I need to get some shots up, though. I ain't hooped in a little while. I'm trying to go ball, but uh, that's our show. All right, peace. Shut up! Give me a turn to speak! Fine, see? You do that to me. How does it feel? How does it feel to be told to shut up? We've talked about Let me speak. How does that feel? How does that feel?